be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy. And upon his arrival at home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way, There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. Or what woman among you, having ten coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And then he said, A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. And after a few days, the younger man collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend to the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods which the swine fed. But nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here I am, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father. 
I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him, and said to him, And his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you, and no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, Quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his fingers and sandals on his feet. Take the fatted calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast. Because this son of mine, who was dead and has come to life again, he was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf, because he has him back safe and sound. And he became angry. And when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never even gave me a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughtered a fattened calf. And he said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice, because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, may his love, may his mercy that we have come this morning, all of us, to pray for, to ask from the Lord, be with all of you and with all those who are dear to you. Before I share a few thoughts about the readings of today and about 
the reason of my being among you this weekend. I want to take time to be grateful to God for bringing me here safely. And along with that, I want to be grateful to your bishop, to your clergy of the Diocese of Raleigh. I want to be grateful to your pastor, the Monsignor, who has welcomed me to the parish very generously and trustingly that he is able to leave me here to be able to say the mass while he is not here. That means that he trusted. I hope I will not disappoint him. I want to say thank you to all of you. Some of you who were here, who have been here a little bit longer may remember. Of course, a lot of people pass by your church every, every year coming to celebrate the Mission Cooperative Day, so you may not even remember me, but I was here in this church a few years ago. I don't remember how many years, maybe five years ago. And so I'm delighted to be back with you. Before I share, you have heard that I come from Sudan. Actually, I come from the country which has been separated from the Sudan, which is now called South Sudan. But before I speak to you about the reason of my being here, I want to share a little bit because the readings of today are very, very powerful, very wonderful. And I don't want to do injustice to you or to myself. The readings are about mercy. When we speak of God, as St. John tells us, God is love. God is love. God cares. When you love, you care. But along with that, the other opposite side of love is forgiveness, is mercy. Love, mercy. One cannot go without the other. And that is why God gives us a very wonderful example. Right from the very beginning, God created us. We know from the reading in Genesis 1 that God created us all good, wonderful, happy, joyful. But because of something that happened that we brought upon ourselves, we deviated. We tried to affirm ourselves by denying the one who has given us the possibility of affirming ourselves. You know, we become full of ourselves, to put it in a simple language. We become full of ourselves. We forget. And that is the history of the people of Israel. They have been forgetting all the time. But God doesn't leave them. God comes because God loves, because God cares. And God repairs them. And God makes promises to them that you will be a great people. Because from you, the salvation of the world will be accomplished. So today is the day of mercy. This year, our Pope has dedicated it to mercy. 
Why? Because we need that. Our world needs that. We are like the second son in the prodigal son story here. We are self-righteous. We are self-righteous. We don't recognize the gifts of God that God gives to us. And we are not generous to share those gifts with our brothers and sisters. We don't realize that if we are not sharing the gifts, the gifts do not grow. All right? (laughs) If you don't share your love, you don't care, your love little by little diminishes. Because it grows by being shared. And of course that is not easy because that would require us to be on the cross like our Lord Jesus Christ. Love is cross. All of you know, those, those at least the grown up, you know what you have to put up with in order to share your love with your family. All right. You have to go to work in a place where you wouldn't like to go to work at. But because you love your family, you love your children, you love your wife, you love your husband, you want to share to make them their life easy. All right. So you do whatever you can do, whatever it takes in order to share that love. So if God is merciful, we are being called to be merciful. St. Paul puts it very well. All of us are called to be merciful. But we are called to share that mercy. All right. We are called to be disciples. We are called to be missionaries. Missionaries of love, missionary of mercy. Our world needs it. Here in the United States, you need it. In Africa, we need it. We need mercy. Now, with that, I can tell you a little bit about why I am here. I am here to ask for your prayers. Your prayers for conversion. Because we have gone away, very far away from God. The Sudan, if you take the whole Sudan, we are religious people. Many of us are Muslim. And they are devout Muslim. Many of us in the southern part of the country are Christian. And many try to be devout Christian. But unfortunately in my country, devotion doesn't go along with the message that we get from the good books of God. Because God say. Love yourself as you love God, as you love your neighbor. Love God with all your heart, with all your being, and love your neighbor as you would love yourself. And we are not doing that in the Sudan. We have not been doing that in the Sudan. In the Sudan, we have made a choice of saying, some people are good, some people are bad. Who told us? Are we God to judge somebody? Are we God? <laughs> you know, how can I judge you? Or how can you judge me? And that, we are doing that in the Sudan. And because we have done that, we have been killing and abusing one another for many, many years. 
First of all, we had war, a civil war between South and North. And that war was based on religion, on ethnicity, on culture. But religion, ethnicity, and culture were being used as a cover. A cover of what? Of greed. Because somebody wants to possess and to possess alone. Here in the United States, <laughs> I come here and I, I, I listen to your media, and people talk. And some people will want to divide you into black and white, women and men, and rich and poor. And oftentimes, if you give yourself time to reflect, these are covers. Because somebody wants to isolate, somebody wants to exclude. From what? From the resources. From the access to resources. That is really the point. It has nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with being women. It has nothing to do with being what and what. Nothing. All is about resources. And that is what has happened in the Sudan. We have been fighting and fighting and killing and killing and destroying. And the resources become fewer and fewer and fewer. And the more the resources become fewer, the more we, we, we fight for them. Because we say it is not enough. Because the God that we say we believe really, we don't believe. Because if we believe in the love of God, God is provident. There is enough for everybody in this world. There is enough. But we must believe that. We must believe in that providence. Otherwise, we become fearful. And when we become fearful, we become violent. In my country, we have destroyed our country. The country got divided in 2011. We in the South, we became a country by ourselves. And we thought everything was going to be okay. It was not okay because it was not about religion, it was not about ethnicity or culture and so on. It was about access to resources. So in the North, a few people still possess the resources. War is still going on there. They are all Muslim. Why are they fighting? In the South, war is going on there. Their majority of them are Christian. And by the way, the majority of them are belonging to our faith. They are Catholic. Catholic. A scandal. Catholic. Catholic are supposed to be universal. Universal in what? In their love, in their mercy, in their forgiveness, in their sharing. You cannot be a Catholic if you are not a sharing, if you are not related to all the people of the world. You are not a Catholic. Catholic is not just being here. You know, the Eucharist unites us. The Eucharist unites us. We receive the same body and blood of Christ. Is there distinction when you will come here? Will there be distinction? There will be no distinction. The young children will come, they will receive. The old will come, they will receive. The rich will come, they will receive. The poor will come, they will receive. Will there be division here? No, because the table is set for everybody, and it is enough for everybody. So we, as Catholics, let us take this very seriously. Because we are supposed to be a sign like Paul. Yeah, we have also our sin. But look at Paul. Look at Paul. Because he realizes where he was 
he has become strong and generous in his love. And giving and giving all. Paul gave all in order to spread the love of God among the Gentiles. So this is what we have been called to. My country, I don't want to recite to you all the atrocities that are going on there. Some every touch you, the American. There were generous Americans who have gone there to work. Some work for the Catholic Relief Services, some work for other organizations to go to help us, help our people who are dying. Dying because they are not being allowed to work. They are being chased. By whom? By an enemy. No, America is not there to fight with us. Russia is not there to fight with us. We are the one fighting ourselves. These poor Americans, they went there and they get abused. And they get abused badly. So I saw that myself, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to call myself a Sudanese, a Southern Sudanese. Because of what my brothers have done to people who are coming to help us. Where is that coming from? Were we born like that? No. Our people are very noble people. I grew up in a traditional society, very noble people. They are not very easy to go to war. No, because blood is sacred. Blood belongs to God. And you cannot take somebody's blood for nothing. Even in war, we fear to take people's blood. We have learned something from somewhere. Those of us who call ourselves so-called educated intellectual. There are no intellectuals in my country. I am not an intellectual. Because if I'm living in the life of hate and violence and abuse and so on, I am not an intellectual. So I'm telling you this thing because I want to ask for your prayers. We need conversion in my country. And I'm sure many other countries. Syria need conversion. Iraq need conversion. Yeah. Somalia need conversion. Nigeria need conversion. There are a lot of places that need conversion. But I am begging you for our country. Because our people are exhausted. The simple people are exhausted. They don't know what to do now, where to go now. They are now left to die because the aid organization have left. Of course, they cannot be there to be killed, to be abused. We cannot blame them. So we need prayers above all. My brothers and sisters, pray for us. And I am asking one prayer, a simple prayer. A simple prayer is a Holy Mary to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Look at the way of the cross. Many of our women, our mothers, our sisters, they are holding their little babies in their arm dead. All right. Mary knows that. Mary cares about that. Mary comes through for that. So I'm asking you to say that one, Holy Mary, today, but say it every day. Say it every day.
And I'm going to ask the little children here to remind the parents that Father Philip said in church we have to say a Hail Mary for the conversion of the people of South Sudan and the people of Sudan and also for your own conversion. The second thing I'm going to be asking, you are told that there will be a second collection. The need in my country I cannot describe. People are destitute. They are destitute. Here, I tell Americans, there is hunger in America, right? There is. There is poverty in America, yeah. But you cannot compare it to what is going on in, in my country right now. Because in my country, if, here if I go to a garbage, your garbage that you put out, there is a lot of good things there that I can eat. But I don't have to go to the garbage in America because I know the American people are very generous people. If I go to <laughs> knock at the door of one of you and I say I'm hungry, I will get more than what I can eat. All right? So here, although there is poverty, nobody will die of hunger. In our country, we are dying of hunger. So I ask you to be generous as you can. Uh, by the way, if you write a check, you don't write it to me or to the Archdiocese of Juba where I come from. You write it to the St. Joseph Church and put it at the bottom there for the mission. So I'm asking you to be generous, to offer your sacrifices. It is sacrifices that you will be making for your brothers and sisters in the Sudan. The third thing I am asking of you is we have to move. We have to move. We cannot allow that situation to go on. Which means that if you can call your senators, if you can call your representatives in the government and the president and the secretary of state, Kerry, uh, and those who are there trying to, to help so that they may not give up because I have seen some of them are trying already to be discouraged. And they say, just leave them alone. All right, let them solve their problem. We cannot solve our problem by ourselves. Because if we are finished there, you know people worry about the environment. If we are finished there, something is going to be wrong with the world. None of us can say, it's none of my business. It is your business because you are a human being, because those are human beings. It is my business. Particularly for us, I repeat, as Christian, as Catholic, it is our business. So I'm begging you again, please, in whatever little way you can get involved so that that situation can be brought to an end. And then you will see that Father Philip will not come here next time. When we stop the war, the people are free to do. I will not be coming back here and say, give me something to go to feed the children, because the children can be fed. I grew up in the traditional society before this madness came to my country. I had milk, I had peanut butter, I have, I have everything. I did not have clothes, but I had everything. I was healthy. Now my children there, our children, they are not healthy. They are not, because they are malnourished. 
All right. They are dying now at the age of 20. They look like they are old people. Look at that. I am a dinosaur in South Sudan. Dinosaur. Because I am 73 years old. <laughs> when they see me, they say, wow, you know, I look like I should not be there. All right. So let me end here. Uh, I will pray for you. And when I go back, as I said, the simple people of ours are very wonderful people. They love God. They come to church. They pray the rosary. They pray, make the way of the cross. I will ask them also to pray for you, for your needs, the people of St. Joseph. God bless you. My brothers and sisters, we continue to pray, uniting ourselves together to pray for mercy. God is merciful to us because God loves us, because God cares about us. Let us offer our prayers for those parts of ourselves that are not willing to forgive. For all the bishops, priests, deacons, and religious, that they always lead us in their care faithfully to bring them closer to God, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all government leaders everywhere, that they lead their people with justice and mercy, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those hearts that are filled with hate, they become hearts filled with love, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Then this year of mercy, we will learn to be as merciful to others as God has been merciful to us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For us everywhere, that we will be willing to forgive others as God has forgiven us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all the missionaries, that the Holy Spirit continue to enlighten them, guide them in their ministry, and keep them safe from all harm, physical and spiritual, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That we will never turn a deaf ear to those who call to us for help, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. As we remember those who have died 9-11 from terrorists, that their souls and souls of all the faithful departed may rest in peace with our Lord, we pray. Lord, Lord hear our mercy. Lord, our God, we give you thanks for your goodness, for letting us know about your love, about your mercy. As we continue to pray, help us, especially those who are hurt so much like the relatives and parents and children of those who died in the World Trade Center, and all those who are dying in our world, that they may have the capacity that you have, our God, to forgive in order to have peace in their own hearts, in their own spirit. We pray for this family of yours that you have gathered here. Lord, help them that they may be generous in their love, in their forgiveness with one another. We ask this in the name of Jesus, your Son, that you send among us as the Savior to free us from our own sin, 
being one God with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen.